Magic Without Fears Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Frater R.C. here, and this is the Magic Without Fears podcast. Every book needs to be an intro book. But people do need the intro books. Um, I think the big mistake is we make that either or, where uh, we act as if uh, every book needs to be an intro book. And then, you know, nothing comes out but the same intro material, the same intro material. But, uh, or, or we treat the non-intro books as if they're wrong, because they're a bit obscure, we need kind of bridging between them. There's, there's definitely a problem when you take when you approach a book with the, from the wrong perspective. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Crowley, of course, always like the if you tell someone the truth, they're not ready yet to understand. It's the same thing as to tell them a lie, you know. Which is you know got a lot of the tongue-in-cheek thelema that we all know and love. But a great justification for lying. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing about when people elevate Crowley. Keeper. I always think, you know, he, he said a lot of things in sort of a tricky, douchey way that leaves them open-ended to interpretation in also the wrong ways, in the bad ways. Why yeah. did he have to do that? He didn't. But he was trying to make... I actually have a firm belief that he was trying to make a mark in a way that would cause him to be remembered, both for his ego's sake and because he did probably have this thundering true will saying... Maybe some things aren't going to be remembered that you have to teach with the world unless you make such a fucking noise that they can never forget you. Maybe there's yeah. some kernels of real, because there's some real insight in his writing. To me, uh, I, I actually relate Crowley 
uh, to an idea from, um, oh, now my brain's going to forget everyone's name. Yeah, so this version of Frater Akkad's book has an introduction with, by Lon Milo, and we are currently sitting not that far from his gravestone and burial spot behind us in North Van. So what I was thinking is that Crowley, in a lot of ways, personifies the idea of um, an ambiguous or ambivalent ally that uh, Gordon White talks about in his Chaos Protocols. There's great power in that sort of ambivalence, uh, allies that you can't fully trust. And I think Crowley, in a lot of ways, kind of embodied uh, trickster spirit, and I think people who approach him as the hierophant as as a as a monument of order are going to run into problems if they don't remember he's also uh, a mischievous trickster spirit at the same time absolutely yeah and you see you know you see that playfulness in everyone from experienced adepti to new age gurus and the dalai lama you see mm -hmm. that silly, playful goofiness. Yeah. I know the longer I've been doing what I've been doing, the sillier I've gotten. But my mom says that's just a, an Aquarius thing. Apparently Aquarians age in reverse. Hmm. Well, I think, I think there's a lot to be said for uh, people who hold on to or recapture the kind of joyous playfulness of children. But I'd say there's that's a difference. That's William Blake's high innocence, yeah. 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 There you go, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that. And I think and Dalai Lama... So much of this stuff does come from William Blake, in fact. Yeah. So many of the writers drew so much from him. The, the difference for some of them is um, there's more of a sinister edge that comes along with Crowley than comes along with the Dalai Lama, in general. <laughs> yeah, I think, you, I, think, I think we all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why some people like Crowley, who don't like the Dalai Lama, because it, he seems more full, more human, the whole more homeostasis... Sort of, not homies, homo, homo easiest, you know, the standing side by side, God and man, man and God. I mean, it's it's hard when someone's so perfect like the Dalai Lama to relate to him sometimes. Just throwing that out there for the, like the Thelemites. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, I'm not talking down Crowley. I just think that oh, it all comes down to how we approach people. I think uh, the big problem of our society is this either or, black and white, highly. Like, uh, absolutely, yeah, all or nothing thinking. Yeah, absolutely, that Crowley is good or Crowley is bad. Where Crowley is useful in these situations, not useful in those situations, and dangerous if taken this way. <laughs> you, you nailed it. I mean, we especially you know with this dualism, we have the duality. Uh, I mean, it's the Platonic fallacy in a way, but we also see that mirrored in Gnostic thought, where you have this divine transcendental knowledge that is perfect and then everything of the world is bad that's dualism and you know what i can't stand is seeing Cathari. people keep relating it to the two pillars of yachin and boaz and the you know the the flow of the force that creates that up and down of the lightning flash and the nehushtan serpent right but then they it's like they and they say here's the duality here's the back and forth there's these two things it's like but all of that's made possible by the middle pillar Right? We're not meant to subscribe to Crowley's good, Crowley's bad, or dualistic thinking. We're meant to balance that stuff on the, the middle path. Well, it's, it's like and, we uh, don't remember the that Kether is above them. 
I like it put that way. Oh yeah, it's like you're 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 aimed at wisdom or or understanding. But hey, those two things can be united with equilibrium in the crown. I mean, all those stories about King David definitely are about that. I mean, he almost cut a kid in half just to prove the point. Remember that story? Yeah. He's like, fine. The the real mother's like, okay, yeah, she can have him. Mm Mhm. I like that one. Doesn't scotch make us philosophical? (laughs) Cheers. Good scotch. And we got a little. A little couple minute clip for our friends to be introduced to uh, Edward Wilson, author of The Art of Mimetics, chaos magician extraordinaire from the city of Vancouver, an old friend of Jason Louvre. Welcome to the podcast. We will continue after dinner. Read it out. Read, read out the quote from, of Crowley and then lo- what Lon says. The, the, the whole two paragraph? I just like that paragraph, but you can read whatever you want to set it up. Ah. Uh. Crowley's words and then Lon's comments on... All right, all right. The absurdity of any such disturbance of the arrangement of the paths is evident to any sober student from such examples as the following. Bina, the supernal understanding, is connected with Tipereth, the human consciousness, by Zane, Gemini, the oracles of the gods, or the intuition. That is, the attribution represents a psychological fact. To replace it by the devil is either humor or plain idiocy. Again, the card Fortitude, Leo, balances majesty and mercy with strength and severity. What sense, there is, what sense is there in putting death the scorpion instead? There are 20 other mistakes in the new wonderful illuminated from on high attribution. <laughs> the student can therefore be sure of 20 more laughs if he cares to study it. Tell us how you really feel, Mr. Crowley. <laughs> there you go. Lon knows, knows how to say it. Yeah, and it's interesting. So his points, Lon's points are brilliant, obviously. Shall I, shall I hit some of them? <laughs> of course, it can be argued that Crowley was simply jealous of Ahad's discoveries, the speed of his initiatory advancement and his independent spirit. After all, Crowley could be viciously cruel and petty. Tell us how you really feel, Mr. Duquette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Lon is my hero. It must be pointed out, however, that no matter how bitterly he railed against Jones' new doctrines, he always acknowledged and praised his role as the discoverer of the Kabbalistic key to Liber Alvelegis, or the Book of the Law. Okay, that's high praise. I like this. The fact remains that Jones' behavior, as the years progressed, led many to believe that he suffered bouts of mental illness. No. From hermeticism? You must be kidding me. Mental mental illness and the occult That's not a thing (laughs) Heaven for fend But then again I like Tomberg's coming back to like Maybe the occult and these Hardcore forms of spirituality are designed for people That you know see too much And uh Walk between the fairy and the mortal realms Forever The description what's the difference between a mystic and a And a psychotic The mystic dives the psychotic drowns. Drowns, yes, yeah, yeah. The, the ability to come back from those states, to be able to step between both worlds. The mystic swims in the waters that the psychotic drowns in. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I don't know who said that. Was it Young? I think it might have been Young, actually. No, so the so no curiosity comes. Bouts of mental illness. Such things are hard to prove. Yeah, well, we should talk after dinner actually about uh, what's it called? Chaos protocols. Chaos protocols. After all, Crowley could be vicious and cruel, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the fact remains that Jones... This was delicious. 
Yeah. That Jones' behavior as the years progressed, uh, people thought he was ill, mentally ill. Such things are hard to prove, especially where magicians are concerned, and should not necessarily cast negative aspersions upon the quality of his work done during healthier times. Or negate the... Re- that's, the that's the... You know, avoid the ad hominem fallacy, please, motherfuckers. Or yeah. negate the real possibility... And that right there. Right there. That's why Lon deserves the love he gets. Amen. The ability to see... To see... Both the... The possibility that he was suffering from mental illness and not use that to dismiss the value in his work. Yes. Or negate the real possibility such behavior manifested because Jones was enraptured in inscrutably high levels of consciousness. Amen. He would join the Roman Catholic Church in an attempt to transmute this world religion into one that accepts the law of Thelema and formula of the age of horse. Well, that's a bit ambitious. (laughs) Was that an act of insanity or simply the bold and audacious act of a Thelemic hero? Yes, he would be put away for flinging aside his raincoat to expose his nakedness to the masses of Vancouver. I don't know what that's like at all. But are the naked sadhus of India imprisoned for indecency? Lon, you're the man. Cheers. So, yeah, that's, it's so funny to actually end that sentence and see the Vancouver pop up. Because that's where we're from. That sense, it's like fucking... That's where we're doing our work. Well, Vancouver has um, always had um, a surprisingly active if disorganized occult scene. There's always been a lot of, of magical activity going around Vancouver, from, from early Masonic influence to, uh, well, uh, to indigenous practices, to, uh, to voodoo. Like, Vancouver has always had an active occult scene, but... yeah. Not what you you would call an organized one. No, I think the most organized was probably when Tahuti was just three blocks from here. Mm. Of course, what's fascinating to me is the period after it fell in two oh three oh four. That gave it's like the vacancy there gave rise to where you really flourish with Jason Lube and the chaos scene that grew up out of that, right? Yeah, the, the like uh, that started got started to get rolling in two thousand five. You said or six. Well, I wouldn't say it got rolling then. That's about when I started to become socially involved in the occult scene. Yeah. Um, you see, I was gone in Europe, like, mostly that five years, totally disconnected yeah, from uh, all the occult. The, the, the founders of yeah. Irreality, um, who went at the time by the names Squink and Trisco, uh, they came together. He was from, uh, from England, and she was from Vancouver, and they came together here doing their work together. Uh, I'm not sure what year that was, but uh, I was actually kind of late to that part. So there was, but the meetups were already happening in large when you got there then? Um, again, it was very disorganized. It started to take on temporarily a more organized feeling Which is a during lot that to say time period. Chaos. <laughs> yes, if chaos, chaos are organized <laughs> to actually get together, things have gotten interesting. Well, how. And how have we done it? Ever since we were introduced, like, I mean, pretty auspiciously. I mean, the best, every time it's panned out, it's been more like, send out the zap into the universe. Like, are you there? Or you're, you've written to me, um, hello? It's like, yes, I'll be there soon. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no, we know what we're talking about. And now we should probably get some dinner and wine and move on. Yes. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. 
With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. That's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon, and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now. Hermetic Science Enterprises.co.uk